Morning, everybody. I'm deaf. That hurt. Right. Well, it's lovely to see you all. I hope you're all having a, a good bank holiday weekend so far. So, Psalm 25, then. This has got to be one of my favorite, if not actually, it's my favorite psalm. Um, it seems to resonate with me like none of the others. I like David's honesty, and it's always uh, meant a great deal to me. And for that reason, I love uh, the song, To You, O Lord, I Lift Up My Soul. We're going to sing that uh, a little later. That's one of my favorite songs. I think it's one of the strongest worship songs that's been written over the last 20 years. It's based on a psalm, so it's based on scripture, and it seems to capture in its tone something of the, of the psalm as well. About 12 or 13 years ago, I, uh, Graham Kendrick asked me if he wrote the song, and he asked me if I'd go with him to help him with a, a worship training day that he was running, no, in, um, a worship day he was running in Oxford at St. Aldate's. And um, so he said, would, would I go and play keyboard for him? And we went together, and we had a brilliant day. Um, he's such a, such a great guy, and with a real heart for God and, and worship and for God's people. And he did something with the church there that uh, I'd not seen before, and I uh, did it several times with Graham subsequently, but he did some psalm surfing with them. Now, psalm surfing is where you, you sort of sing and speak the psalm, and you go through it, and you sort of create a new song together as you go through. So just as we read the psalm a couple of minutes ago, we might have sung it together and then repeated some of the phrases together, and where a, where a tune sort of resonated with us, we'd, we'd go over that again and again, and, and we'd just keep going through the psalm. And it was this fantastic experience of, of worship. This, this room was full of, of worshippers, and we sort of went through Psalm 25. And then as we got to a sort of crescendo at the end, we, we then went straight into this song, To Your Lord, I Lift Up My Soul. And that was the first time I'd ever sung it, and I, I just loved it. And I'll never forget the experience. Because in Psalm 25, the writer David is incredibly honest, as I said. And yet, whilst being so honest, he's so sure and he's so certain of God's faithfulness and love. And it's because of David's awareness of God's love and faithfulness that he's able to be honest with God, therefore. To pour out his heart, his feelings, his thoughts, and his fears. David trusts God 100%. And so he lets his words flow as a prayer. Now, whilst we were in France on holiday as a family, uh, when we were traveling back, we stayed only a short distance from the Teze community. Have you heard of the Teze community? Yeah, well, the Teze community is um, a community that's established around about 100 brothers. And uh, they're life and, and work revolves around a pattern of, of prayer and worship. And it's a way of praying and worshipping uh, through beautiful chants and very, very simple songs. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a brilliant way of, of worshipping. And it's influenced a great deal of, of worship in the Western church over the last 20 years or so. And so we found it as a family to be a really beautiful experience for all of us. And we we arrived about an hour before the worship was to start, the evening worship that day, and we went into this venue. We were about the second lot of people in this venue, and you had to be quiet when you were in there, and, and we, we sat quietly and we waited, and then people just kept drifting in. 
And then people came to light the candles and it was set in the scene. It was beautiful. And this, the venue, which was probably about double the size of this room, uh, was quickly filling up. And then we heard this buzzing sound, this whirring sound. And the walls at one of the ends of this uh, building began lifting. And it revealed the venue, which was actually three times the size of the one we were already in. And that, too, was almost packed with people. And so by the time the evening worship started, it was just heaving this place. Thousands and thousands, mostly young people. And Soul Survivor uh, that we have in this country, well, in fact, in many countries around the world, that's amazing. You can imagine why young people go to that. It's all singing and dancing. You know, you've got cafes and you've got um, worship that's like concerts. But here it's very humble. In Teze, it's very simple. Even the food, it looked like slop to me that it was being served. It probably was. But it, it was very simple. And that was part of uh, the experience. Everything is stripped away and it's just you and God. And it's clear how at this community, uh, everything flows out of the experience of God's love. That's what fuels and drives it all. Out of this comes their vision and work for unity and reconciliation. And their community life, worship and work is based, as I say, on prayer. Prayer that's seeking and responding to God's love. This is what we find in David's own psalm, a prayer looking for and responding to God's love. Last weekend, the children, Kate and myself, we watched the film version of one of our favorite musicals. I've told you about my favorite musical before, Les Miserables. And now the kids are hooked, constantly singing the songs. We all love it. And uh, we I even put the album on my iPhone and we were listening to it. We were traveling uh, on Friday and uh, we were listening to the songs and, uh, and got to this really moving bit. And uh, as Kate and I had tears streaming down our face and the kids were sort of sat in silence at about listening to this music, we thought, actually, this is not the way to travel. You know, <laughs> being moved to tears. You've got, you've got to have something a bit more lively and uplifting. Um, but anyway... One of the most beautiful songs from the musical is Bring Him Home, a prayer of the main character, Jean Valjean. And in this song, he cries out to God because he knows the difference God's love has made to his life. He wants God to save the life of Marius, his daughter's true love. And so he says this, God, well he sings this, God on high, hear my prayer in my need. You have always been there. Do you want to watch that? Shall we watch the clip now? We'll watch it together. I'll turn the lights off and then Adrian will play it. Well, it's not called Le Miserable for nothing, is it? So, but there's a heartfelt prayer for you. You can wipe the tears away now if you've got them. But um, I, uh, I love that. I love that because of the, uh, the genuineness that's portrayed in that character. And that's what we see in David's prayer, it's genuine. And so what encouragement does it hold for us? How does it help us to look for and respond to God's love? Well, sometimes I think we use the Bible or we look at the Christian life as um, the equivalent of a road map. You know, if we just make the right choices and we just make the right decisions, choose the right road at the right moment, then everything's going to turn out well. No problems, no stress, no doubts. But David's psalm reveals that that's total nonsense. 
David makes it clear in his prayer that he has chosen to walk God's path, but that this path is not an easy one. I wonder which of us here feels that we've chosen to walk God's path through life. Do you know that you have? Are you certain that you've decided to walk God's path through life? And if you are certain, has it been easy for you? Is it easy now? Maybe sometimes, but certainly not all of the time, not by any stretch of the imagination. And so I wonder what's difficult for you at the moment. The prospect of a new school term, new uh, teacher, university, family returning from holiday, along with all their struggles and expectations of you, grandchildren, health, demands at work, bereavement, a nagging thought that God has something else in store for you. And what effect do these things have on the way that you approach God? They can help and they can hinder, can't they? Well, for David, in his prayer, his psalm, he covers four themes related to his choice to walk God's path. And so the first one uh, is this. David talks to God about his enemies, enemies who would like nothing better than to put him to shame. I wonder what your enemies or who your enemies are. Those weaknesses, struggles, relationships that would like nothing better than to put you to shame. Those things that our number one enemy, Satan, preys upon, plays on, and takes advantage of. I know what they are for me, but how about you? What are they for you? We trust that God will lead us through the battle with our enemies. And let's be clear, it is a battle. Our hope is that God will help us to defeat them and smash them under his foot. David's prayer is that God will not let these enemies triumph over him. In fact, David knows that those whose hope is in the Lord will never be put to shame. Today, be encouraged to tell God about your enemies and to ask him to help you to triumph over them. Secondly, on God's path, David prays for guidance. Show me your ways, he says. Teach me your paths. David knows that walking God's path in life is just too difficult to do without God's companionship and friendship. He needs God to be close. He needs to depend on him. And he needs to lean on God's constant support. I wonder in what ways each of us needs guidance at the moment. Are you struggling on your own? Have you realized that walking God's path through life is just too difficult to do without God's friendship? Maybe you've never felt worthy of that friendship. Or maybe you've never even asked for it. Today, be encouraged to ask God for the guidance you need and to ask him for that friendship that you need, that companionship throughout life. So if that was the second theme of David's prayer, then the third is this, his guilt. Remember not, he says, the sins of my youth, my rebellious ways. Forgive the wrongs I've done, David says to God. Now this part of David's prayer isn't built on a tentative request. It's not like David saying, uh, God, uh, you know, if you don't mind, um, you know, I've, I know I've been really bad, but um, if you could just find your way to... Uh, 
No, it's nothing like that at all. God, David's not waving a white flag at God, hoping upon hope that God won't obliterate him for the things that he's done. No, David's prayer is built on a certain knowledge of God's love. According to your love, he says to God, remember me. I wonder in what ways guilt is playing on your mind at the moment. It plays on all of our minds. Let's make no mistake about it. Maybe it's past guilt or maybe it's present guilt. Like David, we can ask God to wipe away the wrong we have done so that it doesn't have any power over us anymore. That's the power of the cross. God's son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross and dealt with all sin for all time so that it doesn't have to affect the way we think and live today and in the days ahead. Like David, we can be encouraged to say to God, according to your love, remember me. And so fourthly and finally, David builds trust into his prayer. Right at the start, he says this to God, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Now, if in doubt at any time when you need to turn to God in prayer, this is as good a prayer as any to pray. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I trust myself to you. Things may not be resolved, perfect, or without difficulty. But David trusts that placing himself in God's hands is the best thing he can do. David is aware of his enemies snapping at his heels. He knows how much he needs God's guidance. And he knows too that his guilt plagues him. And so he places himself into the hands of the only one who can help him through all of that. Today, like David, as you and I struggle in our own way to walk God's path through life, with our enemies constantly pursuing us, with our need for guidance set in lights amongst a thousand daily decisions, with our guilt eating away at us. Be encouraged to place yourself into God's hands. He's the only one who can help you through. Why? Well, David tells us, because all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. So let's let this be our prayer. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. And so I invite you, if you're able, to stand and let's sing that together. To you, Lord.